I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. We're picking up from where we left off last week. Phil had just finished telling us about how much he hated the MGZR that he sold to my wife. He's about to tell us what replaced it. Can you guess what it is? And I replaced that with a Rover. <laughs> um, and that w- this was very much a case of, all oh, my dad had one of those, because I learned to drive in it. it, was a Rover 400, um, a late 90s one, what I would consider more the direct replacement for the earlier 200. Yeah. Yes, probably was. Similar size. Yeah. Yes, and what I liked fair. about this one was it had the two liter T series in it, and it was the posh one with leather seats and that. Mm. But what I really liked about it was it was fifty quid. <laughs> it's a good because price. Yeah. it had a suspected overheating issue, um, and it a, a family had had it for a while, and they'd run it for a couple of years, and um, it they'd had problems with. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but anyway. Um, and it turned out that it had an, uh, some dodgy aftermarket cap on the coolant reservoir that wasn't venting. Mm. It wasn't the right cap for it. And the guy who'd sold it on their behalf knew his rovers and said, I think that might be the issue, but you know, you take your chances. Mm. So I took a train up to London where he lived and uh, picked it up. Um, I, I don't think we need to get into paying more for the train ticket than you did for the car yeah. uh, that's just a thing yeah just what happens and i put the new coolant cap on it and drove it home and it was fine never had didn't have a problem with it excellent um and i used it for several months uh, quite hard use as well because we took it on one of the nav scats we did um the one where you nearly threw up because yeah. of the things you'd consumed prior to it <laughs> Probably not helped by the bounciness of the car, given we normally did it in like the Puma or something like that. It was a quite a bouncy car to do that sort of thing in. Um, and then it 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 did it, ironically, given that the that two liter engine isn't known for head gaskets, it blew its head gasket quite abruptly, probably because it'd been driven around for years, overheating and overpressurizing its cooling system. Um, and I sold it broken for a hundred pound. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I can't Not complain bad. about that one. Not yeah. bad. No, you came out on top on that one. Yeah, very um, good. And a very boring Honda Accord replaced that, but um, early nineties one, nice car, but extremely boring. Mm. And then I was on eBay one day, <laughs> and uh, all good stories a, start that there way. Was a, yeah, so there was, a, and again, I was at the point. I, thought, I don't need any more cars. I'm getting sick of cars they're pissing me off and i've got my camper van i had a toyota highest camper van and i have my daily drive which was on there. i thought that's all i need i don't want any more hassle and then some part of my brain went yeah you do and <laughs> um there was a car locally being sold and it it had gone around once and not sold i think it had sold for 200 odd quid but hadn't the you know the buyer hadn't uh, mess them yeah. around or something yeah. and it yeah. came up again and i thought i, I thought it was a little Daihatsu, early 90s daihatsu charade and the mm. only two photos were taken on a potato and barely showed the car <laughs> and i just thought i don't know why i just looked at well, that's quite cool again i've not got any spare money to be spending on this and i thought you know I don't know why I thought. Go on, I'll put ninety quid on it just for just for the the joy of bidding, and then leave it there, and then someone else can have it. And then two days later, I forgot about it, and then I got an email saying you've won it. And what I ended up with was a thirty thousand mile, nineteen ninety one Daihatsu Charade in black, automatic, little one point three. It had been the guy was using it as young guy was using it as his family car. It had an MOT, I think, um, or it just run out, and it was an absolute joy. It's a lovely little car, but it had been. The, I don't know if you know that era of Charade. There's a GTTI version, mm. sports right. version, which is very sought after. The shopping car versions aren't really worth a lot, but those, you know, you you won't get much change from. I think four or five grand for a good one. 
Oh, fair dudes. And yeah. this one had been used, I think, as a spares car because there was very little interior left in it. Right. And it was seats and the carpets and what turned out to be the shell of the dashboard with none of the bits that go behind it. <laughs> so right. none of the it had a fan but no air, no intake pipes or anything. Right. It a lot of the switches and buttons were missing. It was bizarre. Um it, you know anything that it had no power steering. It supposed to have power steering but the pump had been removed. You didn't actually right, need so it, but somebody had used it as a donor car by the sound. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's because it had been bashed down one side, and the doors were a bit crumpled. Not okay. like they worked perfectly, but it was a bit battered. So if someone had bought another one, they might well. Have I think so. It up. Yeah, and it was yeah. a shame because I loved that car. It was great, but again, it was just one of those things. I I got it through an MOT and then spent too much on it and thought, why? Well, I I have no use for this car at all. Mm. So I uh, sold that on, and um, then I was on eBay one night. <laughs> Actually, no, then this one, no. Um, first of <laughs> all, was uh, I wanted a hot hatch daily driver, so I bought a 2004 Ford Focus ST170. You did I remember that very well? That was um, yes, yes, which was cheap it, yes. for one of those, yeah. and it looked great in the photos. Yeah. And the guy selling it said he doesn't know when the timing belt's been last done and or when it was last serviced. And he was a bit of a dealer, I think. And he, he basically sold it as, look, he was trying to do dealing, look, suppose or repairs. Yeah. I, I, you know, no warranty, et cetera, which I'm not sure that's really something you can rely on. But <laughs> um, but I took him at his word, said, all right, you know, it's quite cheap for one of these. I think it was a few hundred quid. And that's a, yeah. it, it body work looked okay. And Adam and I went to get it, and it. So I think I I drove us up, and I borrowed my dad's Nissan Leaf as much to have a ah, go in it as anything. Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, um, which did the journey fine. It was a good. How far was it, Adam? Hundred and fifty miles, maybe. Which one was that? Sorry, this was picking up the Focus. Uh, yeah, Yeovil, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was just outside because it was in the middle of nowhere. It was an awful day. Um, it was pissing down with rain uh, it was freezing cold it was blowing a gale it was grotty bad so for the range good. on the electric car exactly and we're very new to the whole electric car thing and my dad hadn't done a, much miles in it yeah. so it was kind of very much an experiment um, mm. but it was fine we had no problems other than a faulty charging unit which we got a free charge out of in the end the ironic thing was that when we picked up the Focus um, after looking around it and confirming all was well, um, he immediately shut up shop and went home while we drove off to put some fuel in it because the fuel light was on. Mm. The nearest fuel station was four miles away. It had two miles of fuel in it, as it turned out. <laughs> he was so not we, very accommodating, was no, he? No, we had range anxiety in the Focus and actually ran out car. of petrol. Yes. So I had to wait for a nice breakdown person to come and put some petrol in it to get us the last mile or two to the petrol station at which point funnily enough the guy wouldn't answer his phone strange that mm. <laughs> initially my call was look mate you know thinking you know he could come out and give us a can of fuel i think it's yes. reasonable to expect it to make it as far as the first petrol station at least get you to the petrol station that's just stupid <clears throat> to put that do you think he'd <clears throat> siphoned it no, I think it had just been... I don't think he knew how low it was, in fairness. Right, I don't okay. think he was being malicious. Right. Um, but careless, care. perhaps. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, he'd machine polished it. And it, those those ST-170s came in that dark metallic blue, and it was a lovely mm. colour. Yeah, it looked it fantastic when it was cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> the previous owner, as far as I could tell from the paperwork, had had it six years and had never serviced it. Mm. Which isn't to say <laughs> she hadn't put oil in it. No. Oh God! Kept because putting it in. It was um, an inch above the max mark on the dipstick. It was as black as tarmac, and the amount—I mean, I—I I, I was using a washing up bowl for oil changes, and I did an oil change the next day, and the bowl nearly overflowed. Dear, well, overfilling an engine is almost worse than underfilling it. Yes. Um, but what I think Adam particularly enjoyed on the drive home in the horrific weather, following me in the leaf, in the leaf, was yes. the um, I think was. You had to be gentle because we suspect the timing belt was original. Mm. So you weren't caning it. And what were the tyres? Auto grip, I think. Auto grip, yeah, that was it. 
but they were also very old Ooh. and shaped like 50 peas. And distinct lack of air in them. Ooh. Oh, yes, I'd forgotten <laughs> about that, yes. Yes, I think and I seem to recall PSI there were, at one point. Yes, and you found what have you found some other issues with it? I think as well. I can't remember what you said about it, but there were some things that didn't work that should have done. But yes, I, yeah, it wasn't the best drive home. <laughs> Length. I just remember you telling me about it because it was your first long trip in an EV, and I remember yeah. you were texting me your progress. And the leaf was say, brilliant. Yeah, and it no, wasn't the electric car that let you down. <laughs> no, we had a bit of a nervous moment because when we got to the service station that it needed, obviously the, the older Leafs aren't great on range. We knew that. They're not. Um, and the motorway is not good for range because you get up to 70 range drops. We and knew that. We got, yeah. And I knew really I had to recharge at Bridgewater come what may. Yes. And we got to Bridgewater and the charger wouldn't work. It was dark. It was pouring with rain. Yes. Adam had come over to say, you know, the car is pulling all over the place. The tyres are terrible. Yeah, I'm going to die. Uh, um, Etc. There was something else I can't remember you found wrong with it. And I wasn't in the best mood at this point. And then uh, <laughs> I couldn't get the charger to work. And while I was fiddling with it, I pulled the charger off to plug it in and cut my hand on the charging station, the rough mm. metal edge. Yeah. And I got a little bit cross with it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that wasn't the best day, but that was all right. Sounds like car. an ecotricity. Yes, yeah, it was. It was ecotricity. Yes, yeah. they're legendarily unreliable. I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah, but this is what I liked in general about these old cheap cars and going distances to get them is you have a day out and you have a bit of an adventure. It's and, a little yeah. adventure. Yeah, it's mm. great. I I love yeah. that part. But that wasn't a particularly good one. <laughs> but <laughs> no. On the other hand, you know, it it kind of it was a, an experience. Yeah. yeah, that that focus. Yeah, I never really gelled with it. The suspension was so hard. It wasn't mm. rock hard, but they are. Yeah. The STs are. Um, they all are. A service and a set of new tires transformed it. It was a lot better after that. Yeah. Um, but no, I never really good. gelled with that. It did it look looked, very good. It looked really smart. That was what yeah. appealed to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it did drive well, but the suspension just irritated me immensely. Yeah, they are um, rock hard. Yeah, I never, I never really gelled with it, and it was it, you know, underneath the polish, it was a pretty tatty one. So, and then while I was on holiday in Scotland in my camper van, oh. um, I went on eBay. There's <laughs> a theme developing here. Mm. Yes, I um, went on the internet and I found I this. found this. <laughs> now, when I got my first car. The car I was originally going to get was one that was at a local garage and it was sat in their yard waiting for a new fuel tank before it went for sale. But they had pointed it out to me when I'd looked at their stock and said, oh, that's coming up soon. That's good for a new driver because it's cheap insurance. And being a bit of a strange chap, I looked at it and looked over it and I fell in love with it a bit. And it was a say at Marbella. Awkward silence. (laughs) Mm. I just thought I'd never seen one before. I thought no. I just loved how quirky and weird and uh, sort of basic it was. And it was a really tidy one. It was jet, I'd never seen one in black. Uh, it was jet black. It'd obviously been very well looked after, but mm. it had a fuel tank issue. And this garage couldn't get a fuel tank. And in the end, it just sat there and sat there and sat there. And in the end, I ended up with that god awful Citroen. But I always felt like I'd always fancy I'd like, uh, I'd like to try a Marbella. And then one came up on eBay and I was away in Edinburgh at the time. And it was, it was over, I can't remember where in the country it was, but it was a long way from where I was and where I lived. Really not a good idea. So I bid and I accidentally won it. I think after someone, Adam had um, been egging me on via text message. No, no, I can't believe that. Vicious Vicious rumours. It, it was in a lurid, bright blue. It was a special edition, a Sky or something, I think. And yeah, a little 900cc Marbella. Uh, one elderly owner from New, I think. And it was being sold by a dealer, I think, after the chap passed away. Well, it looked all right in the pictures. I mean, it wasn't particularly tidy, but it what didn't look bad. And it was cheap. Um, very cheap and um i put a post out on the forum i use saying i think i've screwed up because the guy wants it gone asap and i don't like going back on my word 
I bid, yeah. therefore it's mine. There's my yeah. view, and that I've that he did say on the ad it needs to go within a week, and I honestly didn't expect to win it for the amount I bid on it. So you were and caught put, out slightly. And I put an appeal up on the forums: so Is there anyone who lives near this town who could possibly, you know, if it's someone that I've know, you know, has a decent post history and other people vouch for them, that mm. I can pay the seller, you can pick it up. And a ch- this chap piped up who helped run the forum and his friend who I had been on the forum for years and I I saw from their history, they knew a lot of people and they'd done, you know, they were good on this people. And I thought, solid, I'll take the risk. And yeah. they went and picked it up for me and they adored it. <laughs> um, and I got a message from him that evening saying, you know, it's fantastic. It's great fun. He said, but he said, be one, the brakes are, oh my God, we're all going to die. Bum clenching. <laughs> <terrifyingly> bad. <laughs> okay. And they looked after it for me for a week. Um, they even stripped the brakes apart to have a look at the brakes. I didn't ask wow. them to, but no, it was so good of them. And then yeah. I met them off the train and I drove it home. And yeah, the brakes were absolutely terrifying. <laughs> um, I did find that part of the issue was it had really thick floor mats that got rucked up underneath the pedal, uh, that uh, which, yeah. which didn't help. But also yeah. they are just terrifyingly bad. But I drove this car probably four hours home, right. and I don't, I would wager that was probably vastly the longest trip that little car had ever been on in its life, and it made <laughs> it absolutely fine apart from it blew a massive hole in the exhaust, which I didn't okay. really blame it for. Okay, but it had rusty scabs on it, and it had been repaired before, not very well, and hmm. you could tell it was old boys probably taking it to the garage once a year, and they're squeaking it through MOTs for him on the basis yeah. that he's only doing 500 miles a year and it going to the shops or whatever. Mm. And I spent a while yeah. cleaning it up. Otherwise, it was such a cute little thing. It had a bull bar on the front. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Because it's basically a Fiat Panda, isn't it? Underneath. It's a Mark 1 Fiat Panda. It's yeah. the 70s Fiat Panda. Yeah. By the time mm. the Mark Bale was out, apparently, the, pa- the Panda had moved on a bit and got Oh, yeah. It. it was a very old design. Yeah, mm. the Marbella stayed with the earlier Panda design. So, yes. and I, but I loved it, all the quirkiness, and I gave it a polish and it looked a lot better. But I took it down to the exhaust center to see if they could find the exhaust for it. And honestly, I couldn't have got more attention if I turned up in a Ferrari. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we all oh, loved yeah, it. Sure. Oftentimes, cars like that will draw more attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then one of the calipers sees solid on it. <laughs> And uh, I barely got it home. Um, uh, they unsurprisingly didn't have the part on the shelf. Funny that. Um, oh, and one of the calipers just locked up solid, and it was a struggle to get it home. And uh, so I tried my best to free that off. And then uh, the more I looked, the more I could see little rusty bits. And I was going to need a bit of welding for its MOT. And mm. I don't know what I can see underneath, and it doesn't look too bad, but I can't tell for sure. I'm no expert. Yeah. So I. Booked it in with a mechanic, my mechanic, a usual chap who worked on all my cars. And I said to him, he likes old cars and he's sympathetic to them. And he's good at sort of getting stuff, you know, fixed rather than just replacing it if that's cheaper. Um, and I said to him, look, it needs a bit of welding. It definitely needs work on the brakes. Again, I just haven't got the time. I shouldn't have bought it, really. Can you just see what it needs? Mm to get it through its MOT. And this is the infamous text message that I've mentioned to you before. Um, a few hours later, he texted me back and just said, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is not going to happen. <laughs> no, it turned out it was a bit of a colander. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh the, floor, the floor pans, other than one very obvious hole I knew about, the floor pans looked fine, but basically everywhere they were joined to the body wasn't. Was gone. Um, <laughs> Oh dear. And you know, a full brake rebuild on one of those is about, you know, fifty quid for the part. So that wasn't the end of the world, but it was it was not great. And um, by the time riddled. you factor in all the other bits, yeah. I sold yeah. it to a chap who loved all those old he had a collection of old Sayats and it's still in a barn somewhere, I think, waiting oh, okay. in a day. He reckoned waiting he was gonna fix it up. Right. Whether it ever will or not, I don't know. Mm. So I got rid of that. And then I went on eBay. and um yeah and uh there was a little fiesta like the one i'd have my second a little mark four the one with the sad face oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was a very original 
cars, still had the dealer stuff all over it from the dealer up the road. Very nice. low mileage, grubby and scruffy in need of an MOT. And again, it was only a, like uh, five, six miles away. Okay. And uh, I thought it'll go for a couple hundred quid. I thought I'll put 50 quid bid on and I want it for £45. Wow. <laughs> Not bad, not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, but um, and then I sold it, still with no MOT. All I did was clean it, um, and it, <laughs> turned out it needed a clutch, and it it oh, drove okay. it drove fine, but you could tell the clutch was on its last legs, and mm. it it was a shame because what had happened, I think, was it was a one owner from new little old lady car, and then a builder had bought it. Because it was an inch deep in gravel and mud and filth and coffee cups full of rotten coffee. I I bet prior to that, it had been immaculate. It looked it. And one of the wings was bashed in. But it was so, it had all the dealer stuff on it. And yeah, it was. So I cleaned it up so it looked nice other than the dent. Yeah. But I thought I'm not putting the clutch in it and the other yeah. bit that needs for an MOT. But I, you know, so I drained half a tank of fuel out of it and sold it for ninety quid. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, the, the people who bought it did fix it, and it did go back on the road for a while. I don't know what happened to it after that. Good. Oh, that's good. But yeah, there's, there's follows a couple of another Toyota van and then another motorbike, and then um, I got sick of the focus and bought the car that is currently parked outside which is one of the best cars i've ever bought which is a a very late 2005 mark one skoda octavia vrs one turbo oh it is that is really tidy it's immaculately tidy yeah and yet it's done well at the time i bought it it done 191,000. it's now on 201,000. wow you wouldn't know that no it it i mean the wheels uh all the paint's falling off them but i i am for the first time ever i'm actually spending money having paintwork done on a car i use every actually day spending money um, on, to tidy on them aesthetics up. <laughs> yes because Very honestly good. the the person who had Worth it before it. she she did huge mileage in it but my god she looked after it mm. yeah um and it's brilliant it goes like stink it handles well um it's totally reliable i've had almost no issues with it other than the usual door locks that they all have. Right. And window regulators. Um, I'm very glad that the first window regulator broke while we were out doing a navscat in it on a hot summer's evening because yeah. one of the rear windows just dropped into the door. And I'm really glad it didn't do that in the pouring rain because we were yes. about 60 miles from home at the time. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got you away with that. that. Yes. Yeah. And it, I think with the older... Um, VW Skoda or Vag, if you like products, it is best to carry a roll of gaffer tape um, <laughs> just so that when inevitably the regulator breaks, you can at least put the window back up. Yeah. I'm surprised you ever leave the house without a roll of gaffer tape, to be honest. Well, it, it is a universal <laughs> car repair kit. There you go. Yes. I am I take pride in the fact, actually, that for most, I mean, I've, I've missed a lot of cars out here, but um none of the cars i've ever bought while quite a few have broken down collecting them including hmm. the toyota van that i bought just before the octavia which turned out had a dead alternator in it again old boy doing no miles in it on the yeah. isle of wight didn't yeah. know thank god it made it off the ferry before it broke though that was <laughs> yeah um, but again it they i've seldom ever had a car actually break down while i've owned it um, oh, fair enough no, it's very, very rare I've ever called out breakdown service unless I've actually driven the car I've bought home. I had a, a very cheap Rover 200 that blew its, had already blown its head gasket, but the owner hadn't realised until it got on the motorway. The, the Jag, the Toyota both had yes. dead alternators, but the owners, I think, didn't realise. And, and the only one that I think has, I'd already agreed to sell, so I don't think it counts, which was the grotty little MG. <laughs> Okay, no, this is true. Yeah. 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 And actually, the cheapest, ropiest, sheddiest cars that I've driven the longest distances have been totally trouble free. That's weird, well, isn't it? That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a lesson in that. I mean, well, exactly. You sh- everyone should be buying £150 escorts that don't run. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. That's the secret. And driving them five hours home when they haven't been used in months. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, well, it's in its way, it's quite environmentally friendly. Well, exactly. Um, yes. I'm not sure a carbureted CVH engine is is the last word in environmental friendliness, but it's not, better than a V8. Not, not in itself, no. But you know, there is an argument that buying an old car um, is yeah. more environmentally friendly than buying a brand new car. Um, even if the brand new car is zero emissions, but well, exactly, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's almost the end, really. There's a couple of other vans that no one, that no one is going to care about, and I'm not including ones that I've had on loan from friends and whatever um, mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. No, no, that doesn't count. Enough. So there's that's only one enough. left, which is, I believe, you've probably brought up in conversation before, which is, pr- is the combination of a a long held desire, um, not a Marbella this time. But during the first lockdown, I thought I've, I want something to do at home. Um, and I went on eBay. <laughs> and, um, Here we go. Ended up getting quite carried away because I hadn't realized the prices they would now go for. And I bought a lovely brown British Leyland princess from 1977 that had been As... drank out of a barn. It had been in for. 28 years, I think. As yeah, featured on the Late right. Break Show, I believe. As, yeah, yes, YouTube I did star. Send in, I did yes. send in a really, really terrible video. Um, <laughs> and then was horrified to realise he wasn't just going to chop a few seconds out of it to use, he was going to play the whole thing. No, no, edited um, in as it arrived. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tell you what, I'd res- more respect now for YouTube people because I took several goes at that on a crappy camera phone which I learned about the concept of image stabilization and the fact that my phone didn't do it. It was a freezing <laughs> cold day. It was actually snowing. I was shivering a little bit, I think, because it looked it looked like I had Parkinson's. <laughs> and yeah, yeah oh, I was, I was, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't particularly great. The footage was terrible, but, but it nonetheless, went. it was nice to get, <laughs> it was nice to show it off because I'm, I'm quite proud of it. It's, it was. The chap who was selling it, who had bought it from the estate of the owner who had had it since 1979. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he parked it up in 1992 in a garage with an open back on it. And it had just sat in there. And then he passed away in 2017, I think. It sat in there a couple of years and then they sold it. And the chap, um, this chap bought it. And as far as I know, and I have seen a video of it, he more or less, he was a mechanic. Um, he obviously likes his old BL stuff because he had an Allegro as well <laughs> um, in some of the pictures. And he more or less opened the bonnet, stuck a can of petrol on it, and it fired up. And it he put a set of tyres on it and um, re-de- rebuilt the brakes. And then for whatever reason, decided not to do any more with it and just parked it up for a year outside. And then he mm. sold it to me, and I got it transported back. Obviously, he wasn't driving it. And, uh, yeah, I've basically <laughs> yes. spent the last year making it reliable and properly drivable. Mm. Um, done some cosmetic stuff, too. Yeah, well, the bonnet, all the paint had fallen off. Um, it's had <laughs> paint work to it in the past when it was in use in the 80s, and it obviously didn't, it didn't take very well. And in mm. certain places, it's not very healthy and yeah all the paint was flaking off the bonnet and going very rusty so Mm. we got that repainted but i love it it's such a it's so shabby i mean there's (laughs) rust holes in the panels but structurally he's undersealed it from new structurally it's extremely solid Mm. right it just looks terrible right Um, yeah and all, all i've done is concentrate really on preserving it and getting it mechanically running and driving so i've been through all the mechanics it's had actually very little it's really had a full service a radiator and a few other bits and that's it really the only thing i've spent major money on is it's got obviously the infamous hydrogas suspension which had completely deflated as you would expect yeah and driving it around on the bump stops, it looked kind of cool in a way, but it, <laughs> it, it wasn't like good. For, it wasn't good for me <laughs> or the car. No, uh, to do that to it. So there's a company, uh, a husband and wife couple that run a hydrogas restoration company, and they came out and did a full rebuild on it. So it is as new Very on good. the suspension. 
So yes, it's um, it, I, I, it is great fun. It's a but wonderful car. It it's is. It's had so much positive attention. No yeah. one has, well, almost no one has said anything negative about it, other than you know, laughing about the state of the paintwork, other than the bonnet. Um, yes. If you if I polish it, what what little there is to polish, um, from twenty foot away, it looks semi presentable. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's good. Yeah, it's, good. it's and that's kind of where we're at now. Really, is um, yeah. It, I I don't know how much longer I'll keep it because I've kind of finished all the bits I want to do. I don't You've do done everything work. you set out to do, haven't you? Really? Yeah. I think I've kept it or brought it to a point that what I wanted was to be able to just get in it and drive it without yeah. worrying: is it going to start? Is it going to work? And yeah. it is at that point. It hmm. always starts and runs. Um, yeah, not to be I, snubbed. It's no, only, no, not at all. The, I've only done a few hundred miles in it, but it, the only time it's it hasn't is never broken down. The only time it's had problems was when it sucked a load of dirt out of the petrol tank into the carb. Okay. Um, and it, well, well, I had a fuel filter. It blocked the fuel filter up, so I just cleaned the fuel yeah. tank out, and that's all that. To be expected on a car that's been of left course. sitting, yeah. yeah. For that length of time, yeah. is that the uh, the the sort of jewel in your collection? Do you think? I still think the Jag trumps it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but the 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 princess is something I've always been fascinated by BL stuff, and I've never yes. had one, and I've kind of missed the boat on a lot of it now. Yeah, um, but the princess yeah. was uh, the princess and the ambassador. I always I was always fascinated by them because I always felt that they could be so much better than they were. Yes. The history of BO, I've always said, is even if you're not interested in cars, is fascinating. Um, yeah. I've got a book, which I believe you were kind enough to give me, Adam, um, oh, yeah, on yeah, the I history remember. of British Leyland. And, you know, you could read it as a story and not know that it really happened. And, that it was know, real. Treat, <laughs> treat it, you could treat it as something you didn't know had already happened and just read through it and turn the page and go, they're not going to do it. Oh, my God, they're going to do it again. Yes. And turn the page and go, oh, great new opportunity coming out. They're not going to muck it up. This, Oh, they are. And just page after page after page of wasted opportunities and mistakes and screw-ups. Cock up after cock And I think yes. I was told, I don't know whether it's true, fact, you know, fake news, fact check, <laughs> but in 1977, the year my princess was built, that um, there were 300 separate incidents of industrial action in British Leyland. And yeah. Almost one a day. And obviously that's spread it. across several factories. In a way, you, know, you think it's a miracle that car was built at all, let alone it's still here. Mm. They were very interested in a in a strike, weren't they? Yes, they were far more interested in a in a strike <laughs> well, than they were in I, loosely the, screwing I mean, your it, new car together. It, there's a good chance that my car was built during a period of you know you know that there would have been something going on in the oh, factory while that car was some, rolling down the production Some sort line. of industrial action would have been taking place, yes. Mm. No, but this is why I like old cars. There's a story to them. Yeah, now, absolutely. I, I made a rare venture onto Twitter, and I've put a few photos of it up over the time I've had it, yeah. and it's gained a lot of interest. And one chap contacted me to say, that's my uncle's old car. Yeah, and it very, turns out he's cool. the nephew. He lives in America, I think, or Canada, or something like that. Um, some faraway magic land that doesn't really exist. Um, and he, the chap who had it from '79 until he died in 2017, um, he's his he's his uncle, he's um his nephew, and he he sort of remembers it a bit. Um, mm. he wasn't around it all the time, I don't think. But he said, he said it's interesting that the variability of BL build quality because mine has lasted extremely well. Yeah. And he said his uncle never had any problems with that car. He said he loved it, which is why he parked it up. He said he didn't normally do that. He wasn't a hoarder, I don't think. Right. But he was he really liked it. He ran it for a long time and he said he never had any trouble with it. He said at the same time his dad had a yellow princess, he said, which was nothing but trouble. Yeah, and he said yeah, the yeah. two cars were totally different, and it's what makes me think. You know, you get in that MGZR that I, um, and you think it 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 felt like the spirit of British Leyland. This could have been a good car. <laughs> yeah, 
but it wasn't. Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, the princess and that, that. just so much wasted opportunity. Yeah. Because what were the you think what they were building at the time? It was like Austin had some properly revelation wrong word, but quite cutting edge ideas and design. Yes. The and that you people will laugh and say this, the Allegro and the Princess and the Maxi were all quite sort of out there and quite unusual. Mm. Had some mm, really neat ideas. And they were completely botched by the design process, by the execution process, yes. and by the marketing yes. and by the people who built them. There were some very clever designs, weren't they? But they were just built like crap. When you think that at the time the princess came out, you could also buy a Citroen CX. I think they might even have been launched the same year. I think what seventy five. Yes, that's yes, the right. true. Yeah, and yeah. in theory, the princess and the CX should be very, very similar. Poles apart, because they both have quite revolutionary suspension. They actually work quite well. The Citroen is obviously more sophisticated, but both were quite clever suspension. Both were the same uh, sort of category. Yeah. Mm. Similar pricing. But yeah, what a difference. But because one was BL, it just didn't get it mm. just didn't get the respect that it that it perhaps deserved. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you've covered true. this before in a way, but I remember seeing an interview online, it may well have been Mr. Clarkson himself, but um had an interview with the chap, is it Harris Mann, is it, who designed the Allegro? I may have insulted him if that's the case but it was he, um it was james may yeah we have touched on yeah this. yeah because uh, yeah, he yeah. showed the designs and he was frustrated by the compromises that were forced on it because the original yes. designs looked quite good yes quite but, sleek and oh, it was a rakish. completely different thing yeah, yeah it was and then bl yeah. management turned around and said nope we've got an engine i think it's the e-series yeah. engine it's got to fit in it no 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 it, it can't put that engine in it's too tall and they said we'll make the car taller then yes and just ruined the design. Yeah. yeah. So you went dumpy, frumpy, sad-looking affair. Yes. Um, I'm not sure it would have been spectacularly attractive, but it was certainly a lot more sleek. It was certainly yeah. a lot better, but you I ended up with the cars being designed with... by accountants. Well, yeah. It was, mm. it was competing with the Mark One Golf and the mm. Alpha Stud. Yeah. Just going to lose. <laughs> it's just not going to. Yeah, yeah. Not going to happen, is it? And of course, the Princess meant to be a hatchback, wasn't it? So. Um, which luckily they fixed in the nick of time with the ambassador. The ambassador was, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, that was that was uh, that was taking a flawed concept to perfection, <laughs> out all the issues. Yes, all and the way. Using lots of new ones, and yes. but not fixing any of the old ones. Well, again, I'd I'd like to try one for comparison's sake, but there is uh, Ian Seabrook uh, uh, Hubnut has done quite a good comparison video on a very yes. early mm. might even have been a pre-production princess well it was a, it was a walsley it yes, was 1822 yeah. they weren't called princess then that's right yeah um and a fairly late ambassador yes and i think it's rather telling and i might have this wrong but i believe he had to refilm part of it because the ambassador he was meant to use broke <laughs> that's very <laughs> true he had to get another one but he <laughs> right. he was out. quite Yes. Yeah, because he was quite disappointed with the ambassador because he said the build quality was visibly worse. Oh, you could see when he was on the, you know, up to speed, you could see the dashboard shaking. It, was it rattled, bad. it squeaked. Whereas actually, yeah. again, well, Adam, you've been in the princess. It doesn't rattle and squeak. No, no it's at uh, all. It's put together actually. reasonably well, actually. Your one. Yeah. yeah, it was a Monday morning car, that one. As mm. you say, the quality, though, you couldn't rely on because it no. would vary no. massively. Well, I've I know someone who has a, a reasonably early-ish. I don't know what year it is, but it's you know it's not a not a late one. He's got a, a V8 SD1, and it is gorgeous. It's in yeah. a very unusual, I think silver. It's almost silver, but with a slightly greenish tint to it. Mm -hmm. And I oh, have yeah. driven it, and yeah. it is glorious. He's got a stainless steel exhaust on it, and it does oh. sound. Remarkable. That's lovely. Yeah. It's in beautiful condition. Yeah. And he loves it. And I've been in it with other people. And all of us, including him, spent a lot of the time laughing at the comedy levels of workmanship on it. Yeah, and the, the quality problem, is hilariously bad. 
It was okay. such a like all the you know the series one Range Rover, all of them, yeah. brilliant pieces of design, but yeah. were just built such a shame, like total rubbish. Yeah, because um, I mean it had things like I mean again you've got to allow some leeway. It was a it's an old car now. It's going to have issues. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean it's thing, but it's things like it all, all the plastics felt cheap and nasty yeah it had as i recall it had electric window switches both in the center console and on the doors just yes. in case and, and manual controls as well yes and not yes. one of them did the right thing <laughs> no. i mean there was one one window one switch worked the other didn't another one that switch worked but that one didn't one window would go down but not up without help one window didn't do anything at all you know the electrics yeah. were terrible in it um, yeah. and it felt again it rattled and squeaked and it's such a shame because it's a, it was a such a good looking car yeah but all those brands i mean the you know jags of that era the series three and they suffered from exactly the same issues because they that. all came out yeah. the same factory didn't they mm. they all built largely yeah. by the same people using the same parts and so well, yeah. you could say that for anything like triumph again the stag yeah. etc beautiful cars mm. Are hugely compromised, but again, you know, uh, the ironic I, I, who was it? I said it might have been you. I said this to Adam Wildback when we were talking about this sort of thing. It was the ironic thing is that Triumph, you know, you're kind of a lot of people think the last Triumph was a big shame because it was the acclaim. <laughs> it's like, what a way to end on the acclaim, and yeah. you think. Yes, what a way for Triumph to end on a solid, well-built, reliable <laughs> car based off of a well-proven Japanese, what was it? Uh, Honda Ballard. Ballard, wasn't it? The Ballard, yeah, that's right, yeah. No, it wasn't exciting, and no, it wasn't It wasn't particularly attractive. It was very no. plain. But, but it worked. Think, well, it, the it was. It, yes. in, in, many, in many objective ways, it was probably the best Triumph that had been built for decades. Yeah, mm. that's true. If you put some passion into building that the way they, you know, you you done some sort of dolomite sprint get up with it, that oh. could have been quite impressive. But um, uh, we won't talk about the Morris Hotel because that's not quite the same thing. Ugh. In no way is that quite the same thing. No, <laughs> not yes, a good one. But, uh, but yes, no, I, I think the BL. I mean, I've I've gone massively off topic here, but I, I no, think BL was a fascinating discussion in its own right. It is, yeah. Um, all the way back from the fifties, right through to Rover's last days, really. Mm. Yes. Well, that twenty, that twenty-five, that ZR is a classic example. Still a yes. bit shit. Just a bit, yeah. I say that it it felt. I mean, I, I've I've driven the you know nineties Hyundai Accents that felt much better screwed together than that, <laughs> and felt much better quality, and that wasn't meant to be a quality car. Mm. But uh, although yeah. you know, controversial, I always liked the the Rover seventy five. I thought they were good. Yeah, they well that that was the car that was, could have saved Rover in a way, couldn't they? Well, it was not meant to. Yeah. Personally, I don't like them. I've driven uh, the same seventy five that you have. You have I driven. We have driven the same that, one. Was yes. that the V six? Wasn't it? That was two point five V six in it lovely was. condition and very well it looked was. after. Very low mileage. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. issues with the car. I just didn't warm to it. He lent it to me for a week while I was between cars, and he. Yes. It, yeah. It. I didn't warm to it at all. I felt the problem with that was I don't know what you felt that that KV six had no torque. So you needed to rev it. It did take a while to get it going. Yeah. Yes, yes. So True. you kind of needed the manual gearbox, which didn't suit it at all because it didn't really want to rev. No. It made a good noise like, when it was revving. Yeah, though. that's it. But it felt <laughs> like a car that needed an auto. But from what yeah. I, again, this apocryphal, I don't know if it's true, is that the auto doesn't really let the engine rev. So it kind of takes the edge off it. To be even worse. Yeah. But. Yeah, I but nonetheless, no. And when you consider that the other, the the, the most direct competitor was the S type, Jag yes. S type, and the seventy five was probably a better car than that. Yeah, that's debatable. Maybe you're going to start a fight. <laughs> oh, I forgot you are quite fond of an S type, aren't you? I am quite fond of the S type. Would it was it a better car than the S? Oh, it's debatable. I, I'm not going to fight you over more that, attractive. I'd say. 
I, well, again, I quite like the S type, but what's attractive is subjective, isn't it? So, well, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight with you over that. But was it a better car? Well, no, no. Maybe. Come on, let's have it out. <laughs> No, it's fair enough. I mean, I'll, no, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to get into that because I think you know, <laughs> that's a kind of word. Beauty is in the eye of the cup holder. It is. And, um, um, yes. oh, very good. I like that. Very nice. <laughs> Where do you stand on this, Adam? You've been very quiet on this topic. Yeah. 75 or S. This is the question now. 75 or S type. Oh, God. Do I have to? And you can choose your spec on either. As we established recently, they were launched against each other at the same motor show, the Birmingham really? 1998 Motor Show. Yeah, I knew it was close timing, but no, it was the same motor show, 1998 Birmingham. Um, they were launched together. So that late 90s, early 2000s, there was a massive thing for retro and nostalgia. Mm, oh, well, that's and it. as we've said before, both cars were very much designed to take those companies forward. Um, well, of course, the Beetle, the new Beetle, was out around then, wasn't it? Yes, mm. it was, and the Mini followed it in two thousand. Oh, Mini, um, yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. all that, that era, those those few years, yeah. But yes, Adam, where do you stand on the seventy five S type debate? Oh, see, I I prefer the styling of the seventy five, but mm. if I were if it was gun to my head, I'd probably buy the S type. Yeah, Just, exactly. Yeah. The S type <laughs> has more interesting variants, I think, because what what there's. What's the well, biggest engine in the S type? You can have the supercharged V8. Or V8 in the R version. Yeah. See, I didn't want to say four liter or whatever, but I, yeah, that's four point two V8. Those the S type R will go like stink. Saying what that, if if under the banner of the seventy five, you're also allowing the ZT, which I've also well, driven the V8 the, as well. Uh, well, well, I've yes. driven the V6 one of those, and I didn't like that either, but. <laughs> there is, isn't there, the Mustang engined one? There is, mm. but they are really rare. Yeah, they're quite pricey. Two sixty. Yeah, if you can find one, they are uh, commanding top money. Don't mind to go in one of those. Mm, mm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think we'd all enjoy that. But that lost a little bit of its retro styling because they put a different grill on it and some side skirts and. Mm. Yeah, that made. But it, it was still very obviously a Rover seventy five. But yeah. <laughs> Was it a 75 or was it a, ZR, a ZT? I can't remember. Well, it was certainly 75 body panels. It looks yes. like a 75. I yeah. can't remember what it was branded up as. because it's. Only oh, it was branded as an MG ZT 260. Oh, it was. It was yes, an MG. Was. Okay. Yeah, right. it was branded MG. Um, different grill, slightly different badge placement on the boot and side skirts and all that kind of stuff. Different wheels. But it was very obviously just a tarted up Rover 75. <laughs> And yet, at the same time, the same company would sell you a City Rover. There you go, the Rover City Rover. Ugh. What a glorious piece of work that was. Dreadful. <laughs> yes, yes that, was, um, that was quite a way to finish the brand off. A Tartar Nano, dressed up. In, in Dicker, I believe. In Dicker, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, or is it the not? Little, the, the Nano Nano's is even smaller. Tiny. Isn't it? The, the oh yes, I stand corrected. Yes, you're quite right. Yes, yeah, on, I, I knew it was a rebadged Tata. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> rebadged it, you fool. Which again, <laughs> in itself, <laughs> in itself, isn't the worst idea in the world. But it was that such was. cynical badge engineering. In, in that incident, uh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. There was no way that was ever going to work. It just Very so true. was transparently not a rover in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely. Well, I, dreadful. I suppose the only other option was to drag the Metro out again and flog the dead horse once more. Yeah. Freshen it up, see if we can get a two star Euro NCAP rating. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. yeah, I guess. But we were scraping the barrel, weren't we, by that point? Mm. Yeah, so that's yes. scary because that's what, 16 years now. So Rover have been gone, didn't they? Truth, I suppose it must be. Yeah. Sad times, that is. It is. Will, Will it, it ever come back? Well, no. what you were saying the other day, Adam, was, mm. um, you know, though all the old brands that came under British Leyland or um, British Motor Corporation, all that, over the years that faded away, someone still owns them between BMW uh, yes. and whoever the, I can't well, remember, the Chinese owners of MG Rover. The Rover name uh, belongs to Jaguar now. Oh, okay. Um, they, it was placed with them when Tata divided everything up. Really? Um, Rover went to Jaguar, yeah. 
Because mm, we're saying, you know, what if you could bring a few brands back? I mean, personally, I I think Triumph would have, you know, I think that's a Triumph hasn't been harmed by its history too much. No, it probably hasn't. I mean, partly due to the bikes, of course, which are still yeah. going. Um, I mean, you I think, think Triumph, any... you think Stag, or I do anyway. Mm. Yes, Stag or, or 2000. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm. I, know I think that's got a Stag. It's, it's a glorious thing. The Triumph V8, if anything, I think sounds better than the Rover V8, and that's saying something. Mm. The thing yeah, now, though, if you're going to launch, if you were going to relaunch a brand now, it would have to be um, EV, wouldn't it? Or at the very least, hybrid. Um, well, you could, I mean, hasn't someone done that with Morris and the vans? There's a range <laughs> of EV vans. I'm sure yes, they, they have been brought out under the Morris brand, or has mm, that yes, died off? No, that, that's happening. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that, that is happening. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so someone's happening. someone's done exactly what we've just been talking. Yes, about. they have done it. <laughs> if you're if you're not going to go for big volume, you could probably relaunch it as a as a petrol brand. But certainly, if you're going for any kind of volume now, I think it would have to be uh, EV. Otherwise, you're just not going to get any any traction with it. Mm. I think you'd struggle to bring Austin back. I don't think anyone. I think that's, I think that's a lost cause. Too much. Yeah, I think it's been stained a bit too much. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. I just—I hate to say it. I don't like to say it about Austin, but I don't think Rover. If you would, I don't think that brand's got. A, trouble is because every time you you say Rover, most people are going to say you, they you've rebatched it, you fools. Yeah, mm. No, that's um, the problem, isn't it? And or cockpit partridge. Yeah, that as well. Obviously, think, yeah. It's just been a bit eroded too. They're much, not going to think P six and SD one. No, I mean They're all not. of their all of their silliness is still too recent. I think mm. it is. And I would say a P six is. I I think I've missed the boat financially on those. Yeah, but a V eight yeah. P six, I'd love Ooh. to have one. They're starting to go a bit silly money wise now, aren't they? Those mm. yeah, yeah. They, they've they've departed without unless us. Unless you think. get a real bag of bolts as a project. Yeah. Well, the, unfortunately, I years ago I drove a, um, a I think it was a either a two liter or two point two two thousand or twenty two hundred P six. Right. Yeah, Very, quite an early one, and I think it was it was a light brown. I think they called it tobacco leaf or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I had a short drive in it, and it was a bit dog-eared. And what I didn't know until I actually talked to the guy fairly recently was, it was he discovered after I'd driven it and a few other people had it was quite rotten, seats not fully attached to the floor, kind of rotten. Oh, blended. Yes, um, oh, it's actually still on the road because I think the reason it came up in mm. conversation was it popped up on eBay. Uh, he mm. thought it would have been long gone, but it actually did get fixed. Okay. But the, when I drove it, it wasn't very well. It was, and it was a. It's one of those things. I love the P6. I thought the styling is amazing. Yeah, but this was a low-powered one. It was shabby and it wasn't running right, and it was a huge disappointment. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I, I admitted, to, admitted to him afterwards, and he said, "Oh no," he said it was not a good example, and it wasn't running right that day. But I, I did say to him, "I was really disappointed." Sounds like mm. you drove the wrong one. Yeah, it <laughs> soured me on the floor. I thought, "Oh no, That's I don't want one." But actually, no, I would still like an, a V8. Silly uh, money now, unfortunately. Um, they're still not. As bad, I mean, in theory, that's a that's very much a Jag competitor, and you'll pay less for one of those than you would for a Jag at the same time. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah true. true. Yeah, 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 true. But yeah, I don't think, you know, Wolseley, Riley, and all those are ever going to come back. I know no, someone it, talked about Riley in the 90s. They did a, I, someone I, did a concept coupe or something, but... I think those names are just too old now as well. Mm. I just don't think people would buy into it. It's not particularly well, course, cutting but, edge. No. The wedge was the last Wolseley, wasn't it? The princess wedge princess, shape. Princess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I fear we may never see any of those brands. I mean, Rover's probably the most likely. Um, and even that, I think, unfortunately, has been too damaged by their later activities, which is no, a shame. I don't yeah. see that one coming back. Well, well, luckily, especially M as it's owned M by Jaguar, why on earth would yeah. they launch a direct competitor <laughs> brand? They wouldn't, mm, would yeah. they? Um, well, luckily, MG's not being um, used and abused for selling any old tap. Oh, well, wait. Well, yeah, they, their EVs are doing well, aren't they? So, they are, and they're extremely um, well-priced, yeah. yeah. I think mm. they started off 
poorly. The MG6 apparently is, you know, from I've never heard anyone say much of a good thing about them. No, neither have I. Um, <laughs> except for I do know one guy who owns one, and he's a big MG fan, and he, he's got a, a late TF as well, and he's got one. He loves it. Really? And last I spoke to him, he, you know, he. He didn't have a bad word to say about it, but I've never seen anything positive online about no. it. I think the only way to find out would be to buy one, and I'm not that silly. <laughs> not yeah. even new. They're still new enough to be worth semi-serious money yeah. in terms of more than 50 quid. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I think they've got better since then. Certainly the latest ones don't seem too bad. No. Um, as the you newest say, it's a bit odd. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's an EV, isn't it? <laughs> it's the only EV estate car on the market. Um, Is it really? Well, unless you count the Porsche, uh, the latest Porsche Taycan variant, um, mm. Graf Turismo. Yeah, the the tech in them is a bit last generation, and you know they're not overladen with kit, but they are very well priced and very well built. It's an MG5, and it there is from twenty five thousand pound. Exactly. Okay. Um, which for a full EV with a decent mm. range, which it has, is not bad. It's not well, bad actually, the ZS EV, the little SUV, is yes. twenty five four nine five. Yeah, so, they're very yeah. well priced. Oh, no, that's a bigger car. I was going to say that there's a HS, a bigger MG HS. I've never heard of that. And they do a that... plug-in hybrid version of that. That's a big oh, SUV. Okay. It looks a bit like a cash car, and that's 30 grand for the plug-in. Yeah. No, they're well priced, and from you know, from what I've been told, they're quite quite well put together. Um, the tech in them is a bit kind of old, you know. The computer's a bit slow, and the screens are not brilliant. But it's know, effectively it can... ignoring the brand because the MG is just a badge on it. It is not. Yes. it's not related to no, not know, in any way. The MGs of old. Mm. It's no. effectively a new company emerging, and it's like anything. It's like any other company that started. Out, you end up it was like the Japanese started off in the UK with knockoff copies yeah, and stuff, mm, and they yeah, strange, weird little cars. Yeah. And then, the, you know, the Koreans, you know, what was it? Um, Hyundai, um, and Kia started off with knockoffs of other mm, people's mm-hmm, cars, absolutely. And look at them now, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Proton, that one, perhaps not so much, but not a stunning example that perhaps didn't go quite as well. No. <laughs> that was old Mitsubishi's, actually, wasn't it? What's yes. that, whatever happened to them? They're still they going, still... I believe. Are they? I don't think we get them. No, I don't think we do. But I think right, can, yeah, they still. Do exist. you know what? Yeah, I've just looked. You are right. They, um, yeah, they they do still exist, making what looks strangely a lot like the MG range, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe it's probably just coincidence, but mm. there's definitely a. More than a passing resemblance. Oh, I bet there's a bit of platform sharing going on there. Yeah, to be, Might isn't be wrong there, but I, I think yeah. the MG stuff, in terms of being an EV, they're pretty good. You get decent range out of them, decent charging mm. rates. Um, it's just that the tech in them, you know, in terms of what you use, the sat nav and the infotainment and stuff, is a bit slow and a bit last generation. Mm. Um, but I think for the money, uh, you can sort of you can see where they've saved the money, which is. Kind of, you know, you think, well, yeah, computers a bit slow, and some of the plastics are a bit cheap. But for a change, the car actually is cheaper. Mm. So you kind of think, well, you know, fair enough. Then, you know, I am only paying well, twenty five grand for it. It's, mm. you know, well, that's it. it, it mean, really? <laughs> I mean, what other electric cars do you get for twenty? I don't know what the Leaf starts out with. It's probably more than that, isn't it? It's more than that. Uh, the Renault Zoe is less than that, and um, that's mm. about eighteen and a half. For about two hundred miles range, right. Um, so that is less, but that's about it. Mm. The Renault Zoe is a much smaller car. It's it's you could argue better built and got better tech in it, and the range for its size is spectacular. But it has a top speed of about ninety miles an hour, and naught to sixty takes about a week and a half, I believe. <laughs> um, so it's not a performance machine, but it's got really good range, it's practical, it's well put together, and it's really well priced. Yeah. So, you know, fair dues, really. Yeah, no, fair play to them. We would like to say a massive thank you to Phil for regaling us with his car history. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. 
Be sure to check out Stuff and Waffle on Twitter and Instagram, and feel free to email stuffandwaffle at gmail.com.